held where number 13. Is it on? Yep. Good work. Sacrifice of praise, I will enter his gates with thanksgiving.
sacrifices of thanksgiving, and we offer up to you sacrifices of thanksgiving in my heart I will enter this house with praise I will say this is the day that the Lord has made I will rejoice for he has made me glad he has made me glad he has made me glad I will rejoice for he has made me glad he has made me glad he has made me glad I will rejoice for he has made me glad. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. I will say this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. He has made me glad. He has made me glad. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. He has made me glad, he has made me glad, I will rejoice for he has made me glad. Amen. Be seated, church. If you're coming to us this morning on 87.7 FM, turn your radio up. If you're on YouTube or a podcast or Facebook Live. Or if you're in this beautiful sanctuary this morning, the message is all the same. Good Sunday morning, church. Good Sunday morning, church. There you go. Just a few announcements to share with you. Uh, This afternoon at 3.30, we're going to have the celebration of life for uh, Evelyn and Clarence Shane Halls. I hope you're able to uh, be here for that. Uh, Tuesday morning's Bible study at Liebler's. Uh, this Wednesday at 9 o'clock is for food truck helpers with food truck distribution at 11 o'clock. Thursday is covenant meeting, and next Saturday, 8.30, you men are invited to the fabulous horseshoe for men's breakfast. And a, an announcement that I'll share with you now that uh, many of you know, uh, Joanne Cady, who was the, the wife of Fred Cady when he was. Yes, Joanne. <laughs> Joanne Cady uh, went on to perfection. Mary Jo. Yes, Mary Jo. Uh, why your mom keeps coming to me? Only God knows, because I was terrified of the woman myself. So. <laughs> you, you'll hear more about that uh, when we know more about that. Let's take a moment for prayer. Talk to the Father this morning. Lord, help us to clear our minds this day of the busyness of the world that's going on around us. We seek the Holy Spirit to come into our presence that you might revive us and fill us. Bless you. 
Lord, we need you this day. May my words be your words. May someone need to hear this message this day. We love you, Lord. We praise you and we thank you. Amen. Amen. Well, since I got ahead of myself and I already shared the message or the announcements, does anyone have any announcements? Great. Young disciples. Oh. <laughs> That's you. He tell them something. Elizabeth, use that lesson. That'd be a great lesson that I forgot. I got, it's okay. I got really? something. Well, Pastor wants me to tell you that I forgot I was supposed to do this this morning. I volunteered and then I forgot all about it. But that's okay, right? That's okay, right? Do we all forget to do things? Yeah. Uh, you know, I forget to do stuff all the time. I mean... <laughs> It's okay, right? Sometimes um, you might have forgot to forgot to clean your room, right? Did you ever forget to clean your room? Yeah, just forget, yeah. I think I have a couple of times. Sometimes somebody asked you to do something and, and you got too busy and you forgot. Probably that doesn't happen to you too much because you're little kids. Grown-ups do that a lot, though, don't they? Grown-ups forget a lot. We got a lot on our minds, okay? And sometimes you have a lot on your mind, too. Sometimes we have to be reminded of things all the time. And uh, sometimes we get reminded by our teachers, oh, don't forget to do your homework, right? Sometimes we get reminded by mom or dad or grandma and grandpa, don't forget to wash your hands. Don't forget to put your clothes away. Don't forget to clean your room. Don't forget your band instrument, yeah. Don't forget that you're supposed to give children's message this morning, those kinds of things. I have to get reminded all the time. I have to make lists. I have to make lists all the time to help myself remember things. But, but, do you know who never forgets about us? Jesus. Jesus never forgets about us. You know that? You know that? He never forgets about us. And even though sometimes we forget to take a moment to pray, or maybe sometimes we forget that um, we should do something to help somebody else, it doesn't matter because Jesus never forgets us and he always remembers us, even if we forget to do things sometimes. And even if we forget sometimes that we're supposed to thank him or praise him or pray, He's still going to love us. And sometimes he gives us a nudge and says, hey, don't forget to do that. 
which he didn't give me this morning, unfortunately. <laughs> but that's okay. But that's okay. Because God loves me anyway, even though I forget, and even though I have to make lists. God doesn't have to make lists, because God remembers stuff all the time, and he doesn't need any help for that. Because he is all-powerful and all-knowing, and he will never, ever forget you, no matter what you're doing. You always remember that? Okay, let's say a little prayer. Dear Jesus, thank you for never forgetting anyone in their time of need, and even when they're not in their time of need. Thank you for watching over us and these children and not needing a list to remember everything that everybody needs and providing it for them all the time. And may we never forget to pray and praise you and thank you for everything in our life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. That was really good. <laughs> really? Apparently, apparently that was God's message for me this morning. Well, I'm going to write that title down because I'm going to glean on that. Because <laughs> what comes to my mind is don't forget to be in church. Don't forget to go to Sunday school. Don't forget to pray daily. Don't forget to worship on the Sabbath. Don't forget to bring your tithe, your gift, your offering. Don't forget to use your gifts that God has given you. And don't forget your pastor likes pie. <laughs> And we'd all put those in different priorities. Someone share joy. Oh, you got it. You got me in trouble. Did I tell you? Yeah. We got kicked off of Facebook. That's okay. It's okay. It was meaningful. It was. Amen. Other joys. Yes, I had quite a few joys this week. My sister Ruth and my brother-in-law Arden are home from, were home from uh, New Mexico. They left this morning. Uh, we went down and spent a couple days with them at my sister's in uh, Clinton Township. And they took us to a cemetery down there that was 300 acres. It was beautiful. Beautiful big statues, 10, 12 feet high. It was really nice, just about a mile from my sister's house. Then on another day, we went over to Devonshire, which is like a assisted living, nursing home type place, where my mom was a few years ago, and it's the first time we've been able to get in to see 
the people that we got to know real well when mom was in there, and they were so tickled to see us. They just got the big smiles. One lady held onto my hand practically the whole time we were there. She wouldn't let go. So it was really a joyful day. So we're going to make many more trips back there to see Amen. them. Amen. And if we're going to do uh, concerns, Mike's brother's in the hospital now with pneumonia. So, and they're trying to put in a feeding tube. He's not doing very good. Who else? I have a joy and a concern. The joy is that the doctor was wrong. He said that my uh, wrist would take eight to ten weeks to heal. It took four. So I'm very thankful that I was able to get my brace off. Just think about not being able to use your dominant hand for anything and not having anyone there to help you. Not so much fun, but I, <laughs> I managed. And then my concern is for B.J. Root, Brian's son. He is in Lapeer Hospital right now having kidney issues and needs all of the prayers that we can offer up for him. Are there others? Any more joys or praises? Any more prayer concerns? Is that you? Oh, that's me? Is that me? Oh, I thought I turned it off. It says, hello, Pat. And in your prayers, keep the Katie family in your prayers. Uh, keep the Shane Halls family in your prayers for their celebration in life this afternoon. Can I tell you a funny story at prayer time, or is that not the appropriate time to tell a funny story? It's praise time. We had a couple days this weekend to take care of Aunt Diane. It was our shift, and uh, don't understand why God hasn't called her home yet. But while we were making our way to her house, usually I stop by uh, and see my friend Chet. Chet owns the franchise of uh, cigar stores in northern Michigan. And for some reason, this time I drove by but for some reason, the car just made a quick turnaround and went into uh, the smokehouse. And the interesting thing was that they were at the doctor's the day before, and the doctor asked uh, Chet's wife, uh, do you have a pastor? Because you're going to need a pastor. Uh, and then they told Cindy that she has cancer in three different places in her body. And it was... Uh, when they left the doctor's office that day, uh, Cindy asked Chet, uh, do you think we need to call Pastor Pat or let him know? And Chet had said, no, he'll, he'll be dragging himself in here pretty soon. And it was just 
the, the very next day. And if you would keep Cindy in your prayers and Chet in your prayers, because they both have cancer uh, and they've got a tough journey. But the weekend was full of God moments. We had gone to uh, look up an old prisoner who her husband had died some time ago. And uh, we went to her daughter's work to find out where she was staying. And she was in a care facility in uh, a town away in Roscommon, Michigan. Uh, it was interesting that every road we tried to get down was under construction. Uh, and finally, I saw a glimpse in the barricade that they had put up. And I bless you, I had made it through the barricade, but we found where she stayed and we knocked on her door and uh, there was no answer. So we went down to uh, the reception area and asked the young lady there if you could check on Kay uh, because we'd like to visit her. So she did. She opened up the door and went in there and aroused her and uh, we visited for a little while and uh, this is where it gets funny, in my opinion. Karen had asked her about a, a dog. And not long ago, we lost our dog. Yeah, one of the three dogs. If it wasn't for the trustee chairman, we'd probably have 10 dogs. But to make a long story short, uh, She's doing very well. She's met a friend in the care facility. You know, they're both in their mid-80s. God will meet you at your point of need. When Rhonda died, she had given up on life. She just wanted to die. But God has put someone into her life to give her hope and a reason to live. So I guess where I'm going is no matter what your struggle is, God has a plan for all of us. When we get discouraged and when we think it's over, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. And it was just one God moment after another. And I thank him for that. I thank him, as Elizabeth shared this morning, uh, that God doesn't forget us. He won't forget you and he won't forget me. Uh, that's reassuring for me this morning. If there are no more joys or prayer concerns, we'll talk to the Father again this morning. Anyone else before we pray? Then let's focus on our Father. That tops my cell phone ringing. Mm. Lord, we praise you this morning. We praise you that you meet us at our point of need and beyond and that healing still takes place. Father, help us just to reach out and touch the hem of your garment. 
Father, we lift up the Shane Hall's family as they celebrate mom and dad's life this day. We lift up Mary Jo Katie's family to you this day as they're in the midst of making arrangements to celebrate her life. Father, thank you that your hand is on Phyllis and healing is taking place. We lift up B.J. Root to you this morning and those who are caring for him in the hospital. Lord, I'd ask that you'd make a way for me to have a visit with that young man. We lift up Mike's brother who is struggling with cancer. We lift up Cindy and Chat. We lift up Aunt Diane. Father, I lift up Randy who took a fall yesterday and has hurt his knee. We rejoice with Sally as she shared about family time. Father, even sometimes when we aren't quite prepared, you give us words. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Father, there's unspoken requests on hearts this morning. Thank you that we were able to find Kay healthy. Thank you for the unexpected text from Mark. Ten years had gone by, Lord. Thank you for the moment with Aubrey. And I lift him up to you, Lord. As the body's slowing down and thank you that you meet us at our point of need and beyond. That you love us unconditionally. I lift up Cindy as I lift up both Cindy's to you this morning, Father. If needed, that you'll guide the hand of the physician. Thank you for preparing, preparing a way for my eye surgery. Lord, Merck gives us a good lesson this morning that you're still the great physician. That even though the medical doctor says one thing, it's not always that way. We lift up those who are lost. Those who are struggling in their addictions. We lift up those who have lost loved ones and grieve. And we bring the sacrifice of praise. 
into your house. Father, if there's sin in our life, let us confess it before you this day. And when we leave the sanctuary this morning, that we know without a doubt we've encountered the Holy One, the living Christ. We lift up the mayor and the city council and all who serve in Brown City. We thank you for those who wear the badge and those first responders and those men and women who go into burning buildings to save loved ones. We lift up those families that were affected by the tornado in Port Austin yesterday. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you hear us. Thank you that you are still the great I am. Thank you for the privilege that we can pray your prayer this morning as we pray our Father, who art in heaven. Ushers, if you would gather this morning. problem we have is going to be good.
Father, thank you that we live in a land of abundance. Thank you that we have the privilege to bring tithes, gifts, and offerings into the house of the Lord. Thank you that you've put a call upon the church to go into the world and make disciples of Jesus Christ. Thank you that you allow us to pay our bills and to do mission work and to be the light in the community and beyond. So, Father, we ask that you would multiply it and bless it or bless it and multiply it and find us faithful to our task. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Time for the little people to go downstairs for Junior Church. You know, you've often heard me speak about how you need to be ready. Last Sunday we celebrated Father's Day. We went by the area, I think it was Thursday. We're up near Gaylord last Father's Day. Uh, two sisters were driving in a vehicle and their father was in the vehicle in front of them on northbound I-75. On southbound I-75, there was a traffic accident and one of the cars veered over the bypassway and hit the car with the two young ladies in it and killed them both instantly. And it's something that the father had witnessed. A few hours before that, in the Detroit area, a young man took out a revolver and shot his father dead. And it reminds me over and over again how we need to be ready at any moment to meet our Savior because we don't know. And then, for me personally, uh, over and over this weekend, I experienced the awesomeness of God. Usually I start my Sunday message the Sunday before. 
But I was lazy this week. Lazy and not sticking to my same routine because there was a lot of other things going on in this world, in our life. And this just came to me. You know, I can come up with a title and I can come up with some scripture, uh, but putting the message together uh, takes a little bit longer. But this is what I needed to hear this week. If I think of all the folks that I know through the church and through our personal life that we love that have gone on to meet Jesus these last few months, this last year during this crazy, we have never seen anything uh, in the fashion of the world this day. Uh, keep driving by help wanted signs and uh, they'll even give you a bonus if you want to take a job which I can't comprehend that myself how about giving a bonus to those who have faithfully gone to their job uh, throughout this pandemic and for those people in the, uh, the nursing field and those educators that uh, it wasn't an option to them to stay home and get that extra free government money uh, but I'm, I think different than a lot of people. I love helping people and I love serving people, but I also believe if uh, you want some help that you have to be willing to help yourself also. So I'll say it again, we've never seen the world in the fashion that it's in this day. Mark's Gospel, the second chapter starting with verse 1. When Jesus returned to Capernaum several days later, the news spread quickly that he was back home. Soon the house where he was staying was so packed with visitors that there was no room outside, even outside the door, while he was preaching good news, the good word to them. Four men arrived carrying a paralyzed man on a mat. They couldn't bring him in to Jesus because of the crowd. Scripture says, so they dug a hole through the roof above his head. Then they lowered the man on his mat right down in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralyzed man, my child, your sins are forgiven. One of those God moments Here's a picture of my friend John Novak. He died during the beginning of COVID. He wasn't able to have a celebration of life until a few days ago because of COVID.
we had got up early to go have breakfast Friday morning. And we go into this little diner in Grayling and we ran into his wife, Connie. And it was just one of those God moments where uh, we needed each other. I thank Pastor Rich for doing such a beautiful memorial for John. He had a nickname, a kickboat. He was a rather big man. He had broken his neck a few years ago. And uh, they called him kickboat because he sat on this little this little bitty boat that you'd see in a pond with pedals on it. And he'd pedal his way down the Asabo River catching trout. And they called him Kickboat. And his ashes were shared on the Asabo River. What's that have to do with the scripture this morning? The Roof Was Broken is the title of the sermon. Pretty soon I won't be able to do, have to do this to be able to see because they're scheduling me for eye surgery. Doggone COVID. This is a text about I broke it down into a couple categories. It was a means of the paralyzed man that he, his faith was so strong that he knew if he could get to see Jesus, that Jesus would heal him. That's what the man believed. And by any means, he wanted to be with Jesus. You know, sometimes in the life of the institution, of the church, we're pretty rough on each other. And I, I think this might have been a case back here where the temple was full of people and they all wanted to be close to Jesus. But this man really wanted to be able to see Jesus and to get right up front with him for healing. They had heard about Jesus. I wonder, for us gathered here this morning, how close to Jesus do you want to get? I want to get as close to him as I can. I want to learn as, um, as much about him as I can. Not just to believe in that he was a great preacher, that he had the word the best, but because my faith allows me to believe that he'll heal me. And I have felt his healing presence in my life. Scripture said the man was paraplegic. Scripture said he had palsy. I wonder if you're struggling with any physical ailments this morning. 
And if you're willing to, if it's not physical, maybe it's something going on in your mind or in your heart. Maybe you're just struggling with something that you can't find the way to fix it yourself. The amazing thing about our God is he'll let us try. But when we try and we try and we try and it doesn't work, I pray for us that there's a time where we come to him and that our faith is strong enough to believe that he'll take care of us. And this text speaks of four men plus the paraplegic. I hope that I have four friends in my life. I hope I do. And that they have a vision. Because these men had a vision for this man. And their vision was, we know we can get him to Jesus. I can see Eldon and Bonnie now if we go up on the roof and we break open a hole here. And that someone's lowered on their mat. And then they're carried to the foot of Jesus. They brought the man to be healed physically. They brought him to be delivered. And I, I, I believe that that's what we need more of in, in, our, in our time is deliverance of sin. And Romans 10 and 15. How can anyone preach unless he is sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. See, the world needs more preachers. The, the world needs more preachers that aren't afraid to preach the truth of Jesus Christ. That Jesus Christ still sets the prisoners free. That Jesus Christ still heals. That Jesus Christ is the only way. And when I say preachers, I mean all of us. Not just one who does it by calling. I may be the, the pastor of the place, but you're all ministers of the gospel. You all have the same gifts that pastor and I do to share the good word, to share the word of healing. And I, I don't know about you, but I believe the, the whole world needs to be delivered because we're in a mess. They're telling, the the world is telling the church, well, you can't say that and you can't do that. You know, why on earth did, your, your message was a beautiful message to the children and it was a wonderful song that you were sharing with the congregation. But in the world that we live in, zap, we don't want to hear that stuff. So they cut it off. But they can't stop us from shouting. The United Methodist Church used to be a church of shouters. And now the United Methodist Church is going all kinds of crazy ways. But God hasn't changed. I want to be like this paraplegic man and I want to have some some believers around me that they know when things are going on in someone's life, we can get them and we can bring them to the foot of the cross and we can trust God to do the rest. We can't do it ourselves. I can do nothing without Christ who gives me strength. They had a vision. 
the doorway and the roof didn't exist yet. We have that door, we have that door, we have that door, we have that door. And they all lead to the same place. But the world we live in, they're trying to close these doors. So we'll come through the roof. Who wants to be the first one down the rope? I would. <laughs> I fell off a nine I fell off a ninety foot repel tower in Airborne Ranger School. And I praise God that there was sand on the bottom when I hit the ground because when you hit, you hit hard. Fall through the roof to come to meet Jesus. I believe you're going to have a sweet, sweet landing because you'll be in the presence of the Holy One. They put forth an effort. I'm sure it wouldn't be easy to break through the roof. I'm sure it wasn't easy for them to break through the roof. But they put forth an unusual effort. And I think that that's what we need in this day and age. We need an unusual effort where the believer isn't going to be silent, that the government's not going to make you silent, that If you're a Republican or a Democrat, it's not going to make you silent when it comes to the truth. You notice I stepped away from here for that? Because we could be in a house divided for all I know. I just want to be safe in Jesus' arms. Together they worked. You know, I've told you this story about a a woman in the Yale church was, I don't know, maybe around 80. Been a Christian most of her life, taught, taught school in the public school system. Uh, was part of the church for 60 years anyways. Taught every, was on every committee, taught Sunday school, led VBS. A great Christian woman. And one day the new pastor told her that she was too old to do anything in the church. Go take a seat. There's never anybody too old in the church to do God's work. <laughs> From the youngest to whoever, you know, might be up in their 80s. Are any of you up in your 80s or your 90s? God's still got a purpose for you. You know, I, I'm in my 60s and I can't do the things I did earlier on in life, but God's still got a purpose for me. He's got a purpose for you to bring glory to his kingdom, to help build his kingdom. The open roof for this man led to salvation. It was the only way he could get in to see Jesus to, to, for his salvation. He knew if I could see Jesus, I'd be good. I put an invitation on the church sign out. Well, actually, Dee did it. I like the way Dee listens. I don't know if she listens to Jeff like that, but I like the way she listened to me. Probably not. Probably not. Uh, I'll give you an amen for that one. 
We was up north and D sent a text. They've been, somebody's been playing with the church sign. Rearranging the numbers. Sometimes putting something on there that's not really appropriate to see on a church sign. And he says, Pastor, what should I put on there? If you read it, it says something like this. If you're good at rearranging letters, come see the pastor. He'll give you a job. Because just because someone comes and plays with the letters doesn't mean they're a hardened criminal. It probably means that there's some younger person that is being mischievous. And if that's all we get from the young person being mischievous, getting a few numbers and letters rearranged, praise God. The hooligan broke into the Yale church and destroyed her office, destroyed things in the church. He was a heroin addict looking for money. I don't know if it would stop him. I really hope he doesn't come in and wants a job because I lo- where's Mary Lou? I love the secretary. No, he's not getting your job. He's not getting your job. But if we respond in love to uncomfortable situations, they'll get a glimpse of Jesus Christ through us. That's all this man wanted. It was a doorway to Jesus, which meant his salvation. It was the doorway to Jesus that meant deliverance. And what does Scripture do? What does Scripture say? Jesus says, your sins are forgiven. Pick up your mat and go home. Whatever you're struggling with, only you know. Give it to Jesus. You've seen the garbage bag, or the garbage bag sermon. I drag the garbage bag in and we all have garbage in our life. And we throw, it, we throw the garbage bags to Jesus. We, give, we come to the cross. We give it to him. We surrender. But then when we're done talking to him, we pick up our garbage and we leave. That's not what he wants. He wants you to leave it all right here to him. He freely went to the cross for you and for me. That was his choice. All you have to do is believe and call on him. Like the man they lowered to the roof. Some of you are in the zipper club. They sought me from here to here. And they took my heart out of this. And machines kept it alive. And the doctor said, I can't promise you that you're going to live. And I truly believe this, as I said to him. It's not up to you anyways, Doc. You do the best you can, and Jesus would do the rest. Ten heart surgeries later. Three tumor surgeries later. A 17-day bout with COVID-19 later. And the great I am still allows this. And he still shows me how magnificent he is. I, I did something on the way home yesterday that I've never done in my life. I stopped and took a picture of a grain field. It was over in the Saginaw Valley where the dirt is so rich and fertile. 
And for miles, all you could see was this golden grain for miles. And I had to stop and take a picture because I saw streets of gold. And I thought, as magnificent as that was, when I get to heaven, I'm going to see streets of gold that will make that not as It would be more magnificent than even that. And that was pretty awesome. That's what I believe. Do you ever struggle with not feeling adequate? Thinking you're not good enough? Took me a long time to compare the church to one big happy family. Not all families are happy. This is what I know. And a few weeks ago when uh, Diane Bush was carrying the cross of losing her son and I asked her to come help with communion, I truly believe this. When we're weak, he's strong and he'll carry us. I struggled with worthiness for years. All someone had to do this morning was mention the Penfield Tavern, and I started laughing. And I'm not going to go into the whole story of me doing a strip tease at the Penfield Tavern years ago. But I will go into the story that I was a broken vessel and Christ put me back together again. And he can do that for any one of you. All you have to do is trust him and believe. Let's pray. And from Mark 12, or Mark 2:12, the man arose and took up his bed before the multitude, and they glorified God, saying, "We never saw it on this fashion before. All we have to do is trust Jesus. And I'm from Proverbs 29:18. Without a vision, the people will perish. So, Father, we lean on you this morning, leaning on the everlasting arm, that we'll see clearly the vision you have for us.
that we'll surround ourselves with like-minded believers and that we'll commit our ways to you. Father, I pray that if there are any fine details that need to be made for the celebration of the Shane All's life this afternoon, that you would see that those are taken care of as you will. Thank you for the privilege to be part of this church, to be part of this community. Thank you for the privilege to be a child of the Most High God. Lord, open up the door that I might meet the young man or women or who's ever playing with the church sign. as you open up other doors in our lives. Sometimes we can come through the front door, sometimes we come through the back door. But we can even put a door on the roof and come on down on a rope. Just to encounter the Holy One, the living Christ. Thank you, Father. Amen. Blessed Assurance Church. is my song praising my Savior all the day long burst on my side
Father, thank you for unconditional love. Thank you for peace that surpasses all human understanding. Thank you that you love us just how we are. God bless you, church, and God bless America. Amen.